We are I. Yesterday, I watched this speech from Justin Trudeau on X. It was interesting. I guess it was the first time that he addressed Canadians publicly, you know, since I can't even remember what the reference was. I think since he'd been challenged um, by one of his senators and one of his MPs for a leadership review, you know, and just amongst a, a bunch of number or a number of other things that have come out, you know, so far this year you know, against his government. And um, it was also the first time that he's addressed the Canadian public, you know, since the Emergencies Act came out that he broke the law. And he's sitting there saying that, you know, I'm not going to al- allow, you know, Pierre Polyev to be able to, you know, think that he's swaying Canadians when he's not. I know what Canadians want. He's like, I'm not going to allow people like, Tucker Carlson, when they come to Canada, to be able to connect with the far right and bolster that movement in Canada. And all this rhetoric, like, I represent Canadians. I represent what they want. I will tell you. Just this very ignorant, authoritarian approach. And the reason why I say authoritarian approach is because he's never won the public vote ever in Canada, and he's losing it now through by the polls by an exponential margin. So when you say that you represent Canadians and nobody else does, and all these other people that the majority, like the literal majority of Canadians support and agree with their messaging, you want to throw stones at them and say that they actually don't represent Canada and talk down to them and demean them. You want to sit there on your high horse acting like, you know, you represent the Canadian voice, the Canadian values, the Canadian morals, the Canadian ethics, but you don't. The arrogance of this guy, like I, when I close my eyes and I see his face, when I hear his voice, It's disgusting to me because of these facts. You can't tell me that you can rise to the position of the Prime Minister of Canada with no formal education in politics or business or anything. You're a drama teacher who rode your dad's coattails. That's all he is. As in qualification, not saying that that's a a bad person, but that person doesn't get into the the sphere of federal politics without a lot of backdoor dealings and having a name to leverage when you have no merit and credibility. Like, let's just be real, let's be honest. And he's done nothing but prove that he knows nothing about running a country. And why would anybody think that he does? And then he hires a bunch of people in his cabinet, appoints these positions, a people who know next to nothing about running a country. 
On top of that, then you leverage people who might have a snippet of understanding and force them to be able to do things that they know they shouldn't be doing. Like Lametti, your attorney general, who knew he was breaking the law, broke the law anyway because he thought he had the backing of the federal government and immediately resigned when the Supreme Court of Canada said that he broke the law. So the arrogance, the lack of understanding, and again, the point, when you get to, when you rise to the position of the Prime Minister of Canada, you're going to tell me that you don't know the difference between the popular vote and ridings. Ridings does not mean you represent the majority of Canadians, their ideals, their morals, their ethics, their values. It doesn't. Because it doesn't represent the majority. It used to. Or it the facade of the democratic way of voting via ridings. Which all ridings really do is stack the, the cards a little bit more in the urban vote. Which is where all of the shady fuckers have been ever since the beginning of time. Shady fuckers don't pool in rural communities. They don't, shady fuckers don't operate as the blue collar farmer, you know, workers, the truckers. They don't, they don't operate there. Not saying there's not bad people amongst them, but they're not trying to steer federal politics. They're not trying to steer policy. They're not trying to rob people of their livelihoods. Typically, you're going to find less of those people in rural centers. You're going to find less of those people on a farm. Because they are too busy carving their own path. They are too busy making their own way. They are caught up in what makes them or it provides a life for them. Versus figuring out how they can lie and manipulate and steal from everybody with inside of a nation. They don't have time for it. So if I here, sitting in my studio, can say, I understand enough about politics to know and understand that ridings do not represent the majority of Canadians in their voice. If you are that ignorant to stand in the position of the prime minister's office and say, the majority of Canadians, I represent Canadians. When you know you don't, how can you be our leader? How can you be a leader? How can you have people respect you? Easy. The people who aren't paying attention. The people who don't understand that. The people who don't get it and aren't willing to listen. But the one thing that I know is that Justin Trudeau, for no other reason except for just to give a speech, is not going to pack the saddle dome with thousands and thousands of people when he's in Calgary. But Tucker Carlson will. He's not going to pack the the Edmonton Oilers arena with thousands and thousands of people. But Tucker Carlson will. 
Justin Trudeau's not going to put out a video that gets well over 100 million views, starting to tap into 150 million views. When doubt if one day reaches 200 million views, but Tucker Carlson will. Justin Trudeau's not going to break fundraising records in Canada. Well, Pierre just did. Justin Trudeau's not going to break records by the most amount of people who've signed up to support uh, a political party by paying a due to do so. But Pierre did. It was free for to be able to sign up as a liberal when Justin Trudeau took power. It cost $15 to sign up for a conservative, to be a conservative and to be able to vote for who you want to lead the conservative party. And Pierre broke, shattered records by how many people signed up to be a conservative member. Shattered. There's never been a Canadian politician that has had arenas, or sorry, I shouldn't say arenas because it's not arenas, hasn't had venues maxed out and had thousands of people come and see them just to be able to support them. But Pierre Polyev has. And these are the people you want to throw stones at. You want to attack Danielle Smith, who's doing wonders for Alberta. Wonders. Pushing back against all these bullshit federal policies. Again, has a tremendous amount of support, not only in Alberta and nationally here in Canada, but more importantly, internationally. This is a woman who could take over Canada, and rightfully so. This woman is incredibly popular. Same with Scott Moe. But you can see that he doesn't leverage himself to be able to bolster into federal politics. But you can definitely see Danielle Smith going there and being a little bit more modest, a little bit more humble, a little bit more quiet, but still wildly supporting the same agenda that Pierre Pauly of Danielle Smith, Tucker Carlson, Jordan Peterson, a lot of these people are promoting here in Canada. Scott Moe just kind of quietly does it, like a good Saskatchewan native would. He doesn't get a lot of political pressure from the federal government. But this is what we need to understand. This is what Canadians need to understand going into the next federal election. Is Justin Trudeau actually does not represent the majority of Canadians. He never has. He has never won the popular vote and he has broke his previous record every election by how many Canadians vote against him for somebody else. So we need the writings to be able to stand tall, to be able to tell the true story about what's going on in Canada. We need the writings to be able to tell that story so that we can nail Pierre Polyev against the wall and hold him accountable for the promises that he's made Canadians. We need to give him a majority government to be able to prove that he represents Canadian voices or why he's getting the support that he's getting. To be able to work with Danielle Smith and Scott Moe and some of these key people here in Canada to be able to get the message that Canadians want out there and the policies that Canadians want. It's more essential now than ever. And this, I think we all know, I think we all know 
deep down in our hearts, in our minds, our souls, that this is true. So when the time comes, what's the decision that you're going to make?